there, I don't know if you know what a 4-H club is. Yeah, I do. So they have a 4-H, they have a 4-H club there and they obviously like show all their animals and like there's competitions and you can, and you can win them, you can like win animals. And, but um, animals win prizes or like you can win actual physical animals? You can win actual physical animals. Like you could win a pig and then they would kill it for you at the fair and then give you the meat and you can take it home. I don't think I've ever been to one of those county yeah. fairs. Yep. Welcome to Great Windy Way, a podcast putting a spotlight on Chicago theater. This week is a little bit different than weeks past. I'm talking with Alicia Meyer, who is a friend of mine and a visual artist in the city. We talk about art at large, about how our different mediums affect our lives differently and how... Uh, the businesses run differently and things like that. So I'm really looking forward to having you guys hear this conversation. And I'd love to hear what you think about learning about the visual arts and other different kinds of art in the city of Chicago. So I was kind of, I got burned out on all art because our school ruins art Yeah, coming from <laughs> someone who like had to study, not had to, or chose to study theater, yeah. but like, by the time you're, like, done with it all, like, you don't feel like you can sit back and enjoy something. Like, yes. your mind is automatically programmed to think critically about it. Yes, exactly. Which is great in some respects because then you don't settle for things that are shitty. Right. And you develop taste, but then also it's really hard to just enjoy things. Yes, it is. And, and like, they make you feel guilty for just enjoying things. Like, yeah. there always has to be more to it. Like, oh, like, you just painted this because you liked it and it made you happy to do it. Blah, you can't do that. Right, everything has to have, like, a purpose (laughs) and a meaning and, like, something deeper. Like, you can't just enjoy something for the sake of doing it anymore. What's the word conceptual? Everything has to have some sort of concept behind it. Yeah, I'm just like, I just wanted to fucking make this. Can't that be the concept? I say that every time. I'm like, I just wanted to make it. Can't that be the concept? And my dude's like, no. And I'm like, okay. I hope you have a piece hanging someday that's just titled, I just wanted to make this. Yeah, I should do that. You're fucking right. Yeah. That's a great idea, actually. I might do that. I could make a big resin piece and then just, like, paint an acrylic over the top of it. I just wanted to make this. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I'm just going to draw a big middle finger in the center now. (laughs) I'd buy the shit out of that, so. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's the stuff that I want. definitely want to make this for my last year of school because at the end of the semester, I was feeling super angsty towards, like, the way that the teachers are about stuff like that, and yeah. I was getting so annoyed and just ready to, to, like, dip out. So this semester, I'm definitely gonna try and be like, you want a concept? Well, here it is. I hate conceptual art. (laughs) (laughs) They'll probably eat up how meta that is, that you'll just, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're going into your last year this fall? Yeah. Are you excited? Are you nervous? Are you just ready for it to be over? Um, all of the things. It's all those things. That is what it is. And, um, yeah, so it'll be cool. And I can't wait to walk down and get my diploma and flick off the camera because it's, it's like so many, like, I mean, I grew up, I grew up, or like, I think 
now that I'm grown up and like doing well, I've heard, I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say, oh man, I never thought you'd make it. Like, I never thought you'd be doing this well. And I just can't wait to be like, well, biggity, fuck you, because none of my degree and most of the people back at my hometown don't. So they can suck my dick. Where is, where is your hometown? In Woodstock, Illinois. How far is that from here? Uh, like an hour and a half northwest. Okay. It's very small. Um, my high school was in a cornfield, and um, my my house was in front of a cornfield. Like my back, it was like my backyard cornfield. Yeah. And then Megan's my roommate. She was my neighbor. Hers was the same thing. She lived on the other side, of, like of the street, and hers was the same thing. Backyard cornfield. And we would run, we would, like, play hide-and-seek in the cornfield and, like, jump, fuck around back there. And a couple, a couple times the farmer would drive up in his combine <laughs> into our driveway and yell at my mom and be like, Your kids keep running to my, in my cornfield! <laughs> and get so mad. That's aggressively Midwestern. <laughs> yes, it is. When I first started making art, like, I really didn't want to post any of it online. Like, I still kind of struggle with that, too. Like, posting it kind of ruins it. Yeah, then, it like, feels like it, it... I don't, like, I don't want to put words in your mouth, yeah. but sometimes it feels like it cheapens it. Right. Like, if you're doing all this yeah. self-promotion, and that's so hard. And, like, they don't teach you that when you're learning how to, you know be a professional artist right. just like they're like oh you have to do self-promotion and I'm like great how do I do that how do I do yeah. that without feeling absolutely shitty about myself right. the interesting thing too is like because of the professors that I have and the age that they are they don't necessarily understand the concept of like promoting yourself on social media at all yeah. like they don't they don't get it and um or like they think that other people should do it for you or for them not, not for like us but for them um, they, like, are very traditional in the sense that, like, you're supposed to go to, like, every single event and, like, meet all these people and, like, network in person, and that's the only way to do it, which, like, um, is fine. Like, you should definitely do all of that, of course, but, like, at the same time, you can still utilize the internet and, like, social networking platforms to promote yourself, and then, like, you know, that probably will save you a little bit of time, and then you can make some more art. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, they just, yeah, I mean, the, the, the professors that I have now are, like, in their early, early 40s, and they're still kind of in that, like, super contemporary, sorry, like, gallery phase and stuff, and, like, you have to have gallery representation and, like, selling online is just not the way to go. Yeah, that seems very traditional, because I feel like, and even, I mean, like, all, I mean, I was even listening to, like, a podcast about astrology conferences today, and they were talking about how, like, astrologers get hired for these things because of their following on Instagram now. Yeah. Like, every, it, almost, not almost every profession, because I don't know what, like, I'm sure lawyers don't get hired for their <laughs> Instagram following, <laughs> but, like, knows? <laughs> people in, like, non-traditional, you know, you know, uh, occupations, like, their social media following is, like, part of their resume Yeah, now. that's what it is. And, and I struggle with 
Like some people will say, oh, you need to have your own separate art Instagram. And then others are like, no, you don't need to do that because then you'll lose your following and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, well, like, what the fuck do I do? Like, I kind of agree with the, the fact that I don't need to do that. Like, I don't know, maybe there's some sort of profession, there, I'm, obviously there's some sort of professionalism to having a separate art Instagram. Yeah. I totally get that. But like, isn't being an artist supposed to kind of be like, you're free and just supposed to do however, whatever you feel? Like, I don't care if the people who, like, there, I mean, you do lose some freedom, obviously, there with, with like, Instagram. Like, I've had to delete a lot of stuff because I use my personal Instagram as a business Instagram, um, but I think that's like yeah. why people gravitate towards artists on social social media so much is because they feel like they're getting to know them as a person, right? Rather than like here's this business Instagram that I follow, right? And that's kind with of, all these ads and promotions and yeah. all it is is like them trying to sell me things, right? And th- that's also how I feel too. Is like if I do get to do a separate business Instagram, then it's strictly that, and then like I immediately just become somebody who's trying to sell you something, and like right. I don't want. The, like dynamic between people that buy my art and me to be there right like that's not what I want like at all so yeah I think I'll just keep it like that unless somebody tells me I can't <laughs> then I'll probably really keep it like that yeah I hate when people tell me what to do right yeah totally <laughs> but and yeah I've asked other artists about it and they're also being collected so whatever I'm just gonna do it whatever makes you comfortable like I know some people they I've noticed that it seems to trend more on like their personal Instagram kind of evolves into a business yeah. and then they create a new private yeah, account for their personal private. life that's just like blocked private just for people that you yeah. know and care about um, I know some people who just use like the close friends like thing on Instagram stories if they're just posting about being out with friends and stuff like right. there's so many different tools to like still keep your yeah. life intact but. yeah and I think for my stories I definitely keep that strictly art like I almost never post anything on my stories that's personal yeah not like not really on purpose either I just I never like did the stories on Instagram because I always was like well there's snapchat like yeah. why do I need to have a story on Instagram right until I started making art, like, well, I've always made art, but until I started seriously making art, and then I was like, wow, actually, this is kind of a nice avenue for presenting my art artwork, because I can take these short videos, and these people who already are interested in my artwork from my photos are seeing, like, sort of a live... Yeah, that behind-the-scenes thing. thing that people yeah. like from social media. Yeah. What? So I want to circle back to how you talked about you were interested in, or started out in fashion merchandising. Did oh, you yeah. get into fashion merchandising because you were like, I love creating art and this seems like the best way to like create a job out of it? Yes. Or was it like, okay, that I didn't know if it was like it was. the other way where it was no. like, I like this. And I was like, mm, I think I just like drawing. Yeah, it was for sure. Um, like I liked, I definitely like being creative and I knew that that's something that I needed to continue to do, but I was always told that I was never going to make any money with it, with a fine arts degree. And, you know, that could be true, but I'm a pretty business savvy person, so I'm not too worried. Sure. Um, and I love fashion. 
I mean, as I've gotten older, I, it's kind of like dwindle. Sure. <laughs> well, because you've refocused, you know, yeah. your, and like when you, I think when you stop consciously trying to learn about things, then your interest starts to fade. Yeah, that's kind of what it was too. And like, the other thing that I noticed, especially since I moved to the city, is because of the amount of time I spend outside, like walking to the train or on the train, like just walking outside in general. And, you know, every kind of weather. Like, fashion, like, being fashion forward is impractical. Like, it's, and also being an artist is messy. Like, you get paint all over you. Your clothes are constantly getting stained. Like, I literally, when I make my, I did four resin art pieces in, like, two days. And I was just, like, covered in sticky-ass resin from head to toe. Like, my shit, my clothes are, like, ruined. A lot of them are ruined. And my shower, like, my bathtub is fucked up from being an artist and having resin and paint all over me. Like, the bottom of the bathtub is nasty because, like, my feet literally have, like, resin on them. Yeah. And then I have to, like, get it off somehow. It doesn't really come off with water. <laughs> so it's just kind of, like, a viewpoint. But it's just, like, very impractical to buy expensive clothing and spend money on, a lot of money on clothes when you're just going to ruin them anyway. Yeah. And, like, even if I'm not, even if I'm not, like, intentionally painting or making art, like, just being around an area where I, at one point in time, made some art, and, like, I will find paint all over me. Because I'll, like, lean up against something that I may have spilled paint on and not known. Right. And then I'll walk away and be like, there's a big blob paint on my ass now. Yeah. <laughs> and now these pants are ruined, so. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Forgive me if this is, like, a dumb or, like, very basic question or, like, a question you like being asked, but what does success look for like for you as an artist? Like, I know for actors it's usually, like, getting a job at some particular theater yeah. or, like, having, you know, or just being able to work, you know, and not yeah. have a side hustle. Like, what does success look like for you as, um, you know, somebody who creates visual art? Yeah, um, so... I think ideally, and like, this definitely will probably change, but I'd like to, you know, get my degree, and then I would like to get a creative job at like a corporation or something, like in advertising or um, whatever, you know, literally whatever, whatever fits, I guess, at the time, um, and like make quite make a decent amount of money because I'm spending a lot of money on this degree and I've never been I've always had a job and I've always been able to take care of myself so that's something that's very important to me like I'm, I never envisioned myself being like a starving artist or anything like that so and that's not like the life that my family wants for me either which doesn't really matter but I mean it's just not what I want and I would like to do that and make enough money to, like, live comfortably and then make art on the side as well. Like, continue on with, like, my practice and making and selling stuff. And then if, if you know, somehow the, the making and selling turns into something that I can have as my full-time job and it's sex, sex, successful enough that I don't need... A regular job then that's awesome so I guess it's kind of just like seeing 
how far I can carry it. Like, I don't want to sit here and be like, my sole purpose in life is to be an artist and like do this and like that's all. Yeah. And I'm just gonna do like make art until I make it big and like no, like I am a realistic person and like that's just not for me. Like, I like eating. Yeah. <laughs> That I fair. like being able to have my own money and spend it whenever I want. And, I mean, I've already, you know, I'm still in college, so, like, and I'm fucking sick of being poor. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's fair. I'm sick of being poor, so when I get out of college, I better damn well make plenty of money and not have to worry about it anymore. And that's kind of just what I want. I just want to be able to survive and be happy and be content with. Uh, and not be stressed out about, you know, where my next paycheck is coming from or how much it's going to be because I'll be comfortable enough in, like, a job. As long as I have that, and I don't care really how it happens, then that's, yeah. That's great. But no matter what, I I always will plan on having a creative job where I can use my brain and make things and and um, be an artist one way or another. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. great. Yeah. That's really exciting. Yeah. I'm excited. Good. It's fucking excited to graduate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really hard to be an artist and not come from privilege. Yeah. It's yeah. like it. Sometimes it feels like a, a privileged art form. I mean, just from, like, people who get to attend it and appreciate it, from people who actually get to create it because they have the resources to do so. And that's not how it should be at all. But, unfortunately, like, that's how it's been structured, which is upsetting. Which is upsetting, and that's not how it should be. And, like, hopefully we can break that mold. And I know I'm, like, I have it much easier at UIC because UIC is a cheap school. So most of the kids who go there are trying to save money. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. Where, as opposed to like the art institute, where you have to have money to go there, yeah. unless you're there on a scholarship. Um, and but like it's still always going to be an issue, I guess. For, even even at a school like UIC that is like a very cheap school, and people. So why did you want to? go to school then like if you felt like it was something you could do I just like without you know like maybe you didn't have to spend the money like what drove you to attend a university I just was raised that you have to have a degree and I also knew um I also knew that even if even if I did get the degree and like maybe I didn't pursue art or you know maybe I got into the program and started doing it and I was like I don't know if I want to do this I could still get to get the degree and yeah. then have it as a fallback and be like, well, I have this degree at least. Um, so if I decide, if I, and I knew that if I decided to do something else that wasn't art, like I would still at the end of the day have a degree yeah. that I could use for different things. So, yeah. No, I totally feel that. We all, I think our generation comes from a culture where you you go and get a degree no matter yeah. what. Not to say, like, I like education and I like yeah. learning, but, yeah, it's like, I, I know that 
schools and for everybody. So yeah. sometimes it's like I felt pressured or it's like, yeah. no, I really wanted to learn it. I wanted to like, you know, so it just depends on the person. This time around, it was for me, I guess, when I was younger, because I did drop out of college at some point. Yeah. I mean, when I was younger and I first started going to college right out of high school, I was, it was not for me. It wasn't the right time. Yeah. It was definitely not the right time for me to be going to college, and I didn't care, and I wasn't mature enough. Were you studying fashion merchandising yeah, then? Yeah, and I just, and also, like, wasn't, like, and I was decent at it, but I just, it wasn't what I wanted to do at the end of the day. Like, fashion merchandising was not really what I wanted to do. Yeah. It was just something that I thought I could maybe make money off of. Yes. People always tell me that like you're gonna make the most money doing the thing you're most happy yeah. with. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to accept when you're like, but the thing that I wanna do and what makes me happy literally is like the poster child <laughs> for lack of money. Yes. But you know, yeah. that's what they say. You know yeah. any kind of yeah, arts. It seems like it's working out. I mean, you launch your store, yeah, which is really exciting. And that seems like a really, I don't know, just like it seems like a big step, like to be yeah. able to just be like, at least for me, like it's always hard to kind of think about like my, because your art is an extension of yourself, and then yes. like that, you know, when it feels like it's something worth paying for, like that's something that's like you know really big to admit to yourself. Yeah, yeah, that was hard. The shop was hard. To do, I for many many reasons because mostly because I was afraid I wouldn't have the time to fulfill um, orders and stuff. Yeah, to fulfill orders, which I guess I decided at some point before I did it that I would just have to suck it up. And then once I'm back in school, I get more studio time too. So yeah, I can, and I and I'll have more studio time, and I can. And then the other thing, the other reason why I opened the shop is because finally this semester I have one day during the week that I don't have class. And ah. it's on Friday. So I was like, if I open the shop, I can do, I can make shit on Fridays. Like I can just go into school before work, crank out some studio time, or like I can fucking do it at home. I don't know what I'm I can do it at home. <laughs> you can go wherever. I would yeah. much rather do it at home than sure. at school, to be honest with you, because then you and they're like, what are you making? Uh, what is this? Yeah, what is that? Questions. And you're like, get the fuck out. I'm trying to work and you're distracting me. <laughs> yeah. And like, because I, I have some friends at school. I mean, it, it's hard to make friends when you go to school later on. I'm like, I have like one friend and he um, has like a kid and like a bit is busy and stuff. And then the other ones are like newer friends that I just started making like my second year going there. Um, but they'll spit, even like random people that I don't know or like I've never had a class with will come up with me. I don't know yet. I'm still working on it. Come yeah, back next, right. next week. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'd much rather work at. Do you feel like um, pursuing your career living in the city is different than pursuing it outside of the city? And then, like, do you think that pursuing it in Chicago specifically is different than anywhere else? Yes. Um, in what way? 
um, like it's definitely going to be different and more different than Chicago than any other city because, um, I mean, I guess for me personally, it'll be different. I mean, it, it'll be different for other people too, regardless, but the, the reason I think it'll be different for me personally is because I won't have the same network out here as if I went to a different city. What would you say makes the artistic vibe or scene or just like pursuing arts in Chicago special? Um, in Chicago, um, I think what 100% of what makes it special is that Chicago is a working city. Like, the people who live in Chicago work for a living, and um, and they're very accepting of, you know, I guess, people who are just starting out, and they're very um, promotional of those people because, like, it, like, Chicago's called, like, the second city or whatever. So I think that Chicago likes when people start out here. I mean, I mean, I'm sure that they would like for people to, like, you know, flourish here and, and you know, yeah. be, 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 you know, blow up and stuff. But, like, a lot of very successful people and artists specifically come from Chicago. I mean, a lot of theater people come from Chicago. Like, Tina went to Second City. And, um, and I think that Chicago is... Uh, is a home and a hub for a lot of artists who are successful and started and put started out here. And I think it's a very good like think tank and sort of like a yeah like a creative bubble for people. Yeah. And um, I mean, if you're not, you can't live in Chicago if you're not a hard worker because yeah. you're not gonna fucking trek through two below zero weather to get to work or school if you're not a hard worker. Like we work hard and you know, we put effort into things and we do we do it right and and the people who come out of the Midwest in general are typically seen as very hard workers because yeah, I think it's a great and it's a great creative hub. Like I mean they always, there's always this like idea of tortured artists or whatever yeah and i think like even if you haven't experienced any real trauma just like living in this cold brutal city I know, is enough yeah. trauma to to like last you a lifetime as an artist right <laughs> <Yeah>. totally <laughs> like you can take what and like we're just like writing the fucking l is right trauma to last you a lifetime oh my god yeah you could write stories getting, getting my phone stolen like Watching a guy pull out a crack pipe next to me, Stacy getting peed on. Right. Like, like, <laughs> like that's. Oh, the other day I was walking down the street down Diversity or something, going to Sally's, and, and this guy just had his pants pulled down around his ass, and, and I just saw his butt. <laughs> I was walking from behind, and he uh-huh. was like in front of me, and then the the woman and like who was walking towards me, so she was like seeing his front, like stopped and was like, "Wait a second!" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh fuck, that's what's happening right now!" Oh my and god! And I just walked right past it. Ah! To see it. Chicago. Yep.
Thanks for tuning in to my conversation with Alicia. I've put her Etsy page in the description of this episode, and you can contact her for personalized commissions and more. Tune in next week for another exciting conversation with one of Chicago's great artists.